set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Chunking Express from 1994, directed by Wong Kar Wai. And it is April, and this is our first episode of April, and I am so excited to finally talk about this film. Um... Ashley, do you want to share with our lovely listeners how you came up with this idea for this pairing? Yes. Uh, galaxy brain moment number, I don't know <laughs> what we are at this point. Uh, so I watched, I want to say I watched Amelie. I can't remember. It was either Amelie or Chunky Express. I watched both of these movies Sometime last year, and when I was watching it, I was like, this is giving me, like, the video, like, the movies were reminding me of each other a lot, and I was talking to uh, someone else, and she was like, yeah, like, Amelie is kind of based off of Chunking Express in certain aspects, like, certain certain common themes, um, and so I just thought it was interesting, because I know you've never seen Amelie. But you've been no. talk about Chunking Express for a while. Um, yes. Um, but they have similar themes of kind of like um, girls who are kind of daydreamy, a little bit out there, dare we say, manic pixie. <laughs> I'm sorry, manic pixie-ish, um, who kind of have like strong feelings for someone who like they refuse to actually go up and be direct about it and they go out of their way to do everything but what they need to do to actually make it happen like they just won't kind of fucking grow up um and then you know other things do you know breaking and entering that kind of thing <laughs> and a lot of similar uh similar plot devices um but this when i was watching it today it kind of also reminded me of a lot of like sort of semi-intertwining stories and um i mean obviously there's a lot of like heartbreak and melancholy between the two movies so um i think amelie has a little bit more of like a light-hearted kind of vibe to it um i mean obviously we haven't watched the movie yet but um yeah i mean those movies they just kind of remind me of each other a lot and i think like doing a little bit of poking around on the internet kind of confirmed my suspicions that they're um definitely one was inspired by the other um but yeah i mean this movie has kind of always been one of those movies i've seen on tumblr <laughs> where i would always see like screen caps from it and i'd be like where the fuck does where do people watch this movie i'm like until filmstruck i'd never found anywhere that i could watch this movie um, which remains a mystery to me to like to this day on like the licensing and streaming and all that for this. Um, but this since, movie is hard to find. It is I extremely hard to find. Found a copy of Quentin Tarantino's Chunking Express. Yeah. 
But I had to do some digging and some searching to come across it. I didn't even think that you would get a legit copy. Like when you said you found one and I was like, you need to put that in the DVD player now. (laughs) I was like, is it region one? Because if it ain't region one, send that shit back. (laughs) Because if you look on this on like eBay or something, like you can find copies. But it's like, are these actual like playable in American DVD players, which I think is so like, why can't people like globalization has its pros and cons, but like, I would think one thing that we should all come together on would be like DVD formats. (laughs) But like, I don't really know the whole story there. It's such a like complicated thing. If you go on like Amazon, I'm pretty sure this movie goes for like 50 bucks. And even then, people are like, this movie was all in Chinese. There were no subtitles. Like, it's just a mess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And even Criterion, they don't sell this on DVD anymore. It's like technically out of print. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) But fingers crossed for this. We deserve. I would like. After all this. Because I like a movie like that. Like you worry like something like when Filmstruck like went under i was like god damn like there's so many movies that i'm like where are we going to watch these movies but i think they're going because like earlier this year which seems like four years ago they um criterion uh their twitter account did like some clues on the next box set that they were going to release and one of the clues heavily implied they they, they were going to do a Wong Kar Wai box set of all of his films. I think and, he's doing like, they're doing like a remastering, and they're supposed to show a bunch of his movies um, at Lincoln Center. And yeah, in the summer, who knows if that's going to happen <laughs> anymore? If we want to have movie theaters again and all that other stuff, I don't know. Um, I know <gasps> the, the thing that they just released or announced. Uh, like, I think today or yesterday was a Bruce Lee box set. So I don't know Ooh. if they're just going to drag this out. <laughs> I think they put a bunch of Bruce Lee's movies on Criterion 2, which I've only seen like one. So I'm kind of interested because Bruce Lee was a little cutie. But uh, yeah, this movie is really difficult, which sucks. Um, I mean, we're always touting the Criterion channel as much as I really need to start like getting back into it and actually using it. I have not been doing my due diligence, but so many of my movies that I want to watch are um, subtitled, which means I can't do my normal thing of like, you know, let me sew this thing or let me draw this thing or let me play The Sims (laughs) and watch this movie. I have to be very, very focused and it's usually very hard. Nowadays, it's very hard for me to like just sit still and do something. I don't really do well watching movies in my house, which is why I value movie theater so much. But I mean, I know you feel, I feel like you know way more about this movie than I do. I feel like we're going to keep it a little loose today, y'all, with this episode, um, like maybe in the in the vein of our last episode. Um, yeah, we're going to be two friends talking about movies on yeah. this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's like hundreds of, of articles probably written about this and people um, like ruminating on this. I was just, li- watch- sorry, I was just reading like a medium- like opinion piece or whatever um, about someone who's kind of trying to figure out how to get back into dating. 
um, like in like their mid thirties and like how this movie was kind of reminding them of, of sort of finding like the bright spot <laughs> or when you're too busy looking at something or being down about somebody that maybe didn't want you or you like something that should like didn't go right. And then, <laughs> but you're not paying attention to like the, the thing on the horizon. Cause you're just not quite there yet. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And then I was also looking at the Mary Sue thing, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, but we're, yeah, we're just going to keep it a little light. I don't want to be, you know what? I'm starting to get like really irritated about, like, this is such a side note. It's a stupid, like, like this movie's ending explained. <laughs> I can't deal with that anymore. I watched like one, I think this might've been when I, when we were watching like in the mood for love when we were doing all that sort of back research on that. Like. I watched one of those videos and my fucking feed has been nonstop ever since. Oh, that, that'll fuck up your algorithm. I, it was months ago. We watched that movie like in September. <laughs> it's been like six months. I can't fucking deal. But I, me personally, I love stuff like that. Cause I was just, I like learning about movies. Like I like learning about how movies are made. So if I can watch like behind the scenes features when I was younger, I would watch those. So yeah, like those are my favorite too. One of the first Oh God. Like one of the first DVDs I had was like the princess diaries. So I watched that movie like religiously i watched it so often i knew it front to back and then when i was finished watching the movie i would watch like the deleted scenes and then i would watch like how it was made so i knew like all like the trivia about the movie and i was like oh this is really cool like this is how you make a movie because obviously movies are important to me i feel like i do that i would do that more when like we didn't have like an abundance of of like twitter and youtube and it was easier to like just kind of like absorb the information but now we have like you know did you see this in the corner of midsummer (laughs) like god we're still talking and i exactly like i got away from that yeah until like we started doing the podcast where i was like hey like that might be cool to talk about now yeah and then I got back into watching like all the deleted scenes and looking up like, oh, this might be like a cool tidbit to share. Yeah. Um, with talking to Ashley. But like all the extra stuff, unless I really don't get the ending, like, girl, yeah. what the fuck happened? I don't <laughs> watch that. Like I I um Do you really wanna know how like certain movies like certain movies work better when it's your interpretation of what happened? Right. I don't really like, I don't need you to explain all of it. I mean, when we were doing In the Mood for Love, like, it helped because, like, we don't know much about, like, Hong Kong present day or past. <laughs> so, at least I don't. So, um, I think, like, learning and stuff like that, especially if you're watching, like, a foreign film, like, you can't just take it as, like, oh, this is how we do stuff in America, so this don't make no damn sense. Like, you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes and get a little bit of history out of it to understand like why certain things are important or included. Um, cause if not, you kind of miss out on stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I used to, we talked about this so long ago. You probably don't even remember my you first know, I like, probably don't. big 
like thing that I was like totally into watch all of the behind the scenes all that shit was the fucking Fellowship of the Ring (laughs) (laughs) so random I don't know what it was but it was like those extended editions are like little books like they're huge and um they're like made to look like little volumes of like a book and it's like I mean the movies themselves are like three fucking hours and then you have like director's commentary and actor commentary and then you have um all the behind the scenes stuff and it's like so much behind the scenes because it was shot for like a like a year straight and usually most movies are maybe like two months or so but this is like an overwhelming amount of behind the scenes footage and and technical stuff and 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 that's how I kind of found out like oh New Zealand is like a cool country I would love to go there one day like that's been a thing for like the last like 19 years so years so I was like big into that when I was a lot um younger but um that was when you kind of like starved for information you just had to get it where you can get it <laughs> now I think I'm just like too overwhelmed with information yeah so but for this um this movie, I mean, to me, sometimes it's straightforward and, to, and then sometimes it's kind of like more uh, ambiguous. Although this time, I think watching it, I was catching a little bit more of things I hadn't noticed before as far as like certain characters and then references to pineapple and things like that and sleepwalking um, that I thought were kind of interesting. So this movie is how to describe it. It's two parts of a movie and the movie itself is a very long movie um, in terms of, in terms of what it was intended to be. Mm -hmm. So this movie is technically two parts. So, the movie itself is Chunking Express, and then the second part of the entire movie is Fallen Angels. Um, because that's an additional story that was supposed to be included in this film. Um, but Chunking Express tells two stories, um, and they're very clear stories. Um, so the first story is about Cop 223. Um, who was just recently dumped by his girlfriend, May. Um, and she dumped him on the 1st of April, on April Fool's Day. And he didn't take it seriously. He thought it was a joke. I mean, some April Fool's jokes be kind of bad, yo. <laughs> he thought she was for play play, but she was for real, real. And he is going through it naturally because he really, really liked her. Um, And, like, he's introduced running down the street, like, uh, trying to apprehend a suspect. Um, And I really like how the first scene of the movie is, like, full of action. And I love how that first scene is shot. Like, that is what kind of grabbed me about that film. Like, this film, and that was... One of the first things that pulled me in. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the first part of the movie, but I have grown to appreciate it 
with each watch. And mm-hmm. I've watched this movie a lot. So if I've watched a movie more than once outside of watched it for the show, that means it slaps, y'all. Um, but uh, Cop 223 is is recently dumped. And he's going through it. He's like calling to check and see if May has left any like messages, checking his page, you're like, girl, like, uh, yeah, you know, you could, you could call me, you could, you know, check up on me, you can see what's up, you know, um, you can see how I'm doing, I'm doing okay, um, and in that time, he has, like, a ritual for himself where he goes to buy a can of pineapples with the intention of he's going to buy a can of pineapples each day until she comes back to him. Yeah, he does. Um, he has a lot of rituals. A lot of them have pretty ritualistic, um, like I guess, <laughs> I guess rituals, <laughs> like the things that they do. Um, they do quite often, and I thought that was interesting that there's a lot of like, I guess, habitual things that they do in order to like kind of um, stave off loneliness and heartbreak, or kind of been like, oh well. If I buy all these pineapples and eat them all before May 1st, um, like our one month breakup anniversary, then maybe she'll come back to me instead of like just dealing with the issue at hand. He He's really like trying to make it through this breakup. He's, he's bless his sweet little heart. He's trying. Um, and we're also introduced to the other like main character in the story, who is woman in a blonde wig. Yeah. Before we start, no, none of these characters really have names. Like they're mostly called by. I mean, they have names, but not that we know what their names are. Like there's Faye. I think there's Hikiwu, right? Which is Cop Two Two Three. And then, but everybody just calls him Cop Two Two Three. I mean, like. But the rest of the characters really don't have names. I think like no. one or two of them have names that are like mentioned in passing, but then you never see them again. So it kind of like, do I know who you are? Not really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at one point he's like checking his beeper, everything, every like five or six seconds. Remember people used to have beepers? That was like the height of technology. I really, really wanted one. Then I was like, Looking back on it, it's like, what is a child going to do with the fucking beeper? Yeah, who are you calling, Brittany? Like, what? what is a literal child going to do with a beeper? Remember those, like, plastic ones, though? Like, the see-through ones with the candy? And the, the mm-hmm, candy hell phones? yeah, I had a whole bunch of them. I had a candy, pink candy phone that I think I lost immediately. <laughs> I only remember having it, like, with the candy in it, so I must have lost it. Like right after, either that or somebody like tossed it, but um, probably my mama. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is kind of he's going through it without. I mean, he's not crying. I like that. It, all of the heartbreak in this movie isn't people kind of moping and wallowing. It's kind of like drinking or kind of listlessly roaming around doing their like normal duties, but they're kind of like I mentioned earlier, like the sleepwalking thing. I thought that was interesting. Like a couple of times, um, Faye, who's like a later character in the second half, like she kind of says that she's sleepwalking, like she thinks she's sleepwalking. Um, but I think like a lot of these characters are kind of doing a lot of these 
characters are kind of like going through the motions. Yeah. Um, even like woman in blonde wig. Because <laughs> she's, she's like a drug. Um, would you say she's a drug dealer? Like a smuggler? Yeah. Her thing is that she knows like this group of Indians and she's like supplies them with baggies of drugs to smuggle, I guess. I don't even know where they're going. Does it ever say where they're going? I don't think they clarified that. No, but they're just like <laughs> a bunch of people who kind of like live and work in the area, I guess in some part of Hong Kong. And um, <laughs> she's just kind of like wandering around and her wig is so fucking funny to me because it's so crunchy. <laughs> It looks like Anisha 205. It's really, really intense. Like that kind of honey blonde. And you know, it was late nice. But then like you see the ends where it curled up. And I was like, ma'am, those are screaming. <laughs> I know they I mean, sound she, like waves of grain. <laughs> it looks like, it looked cute. It, it gives me like, I don't know. It, it reminds me of like somebody who's trying to like imitate like a dolly. Like. An old school, like, country girl, like, yeah, like, that kind of vibe. Like, it's a big hair wig. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, it's not at the level of Dolly Parton, but I could see, like, it kind of gives you that old school, like, almost kind of beehive-ish effect without it being, like, a real true beehive, beehive potential. When I was looking at it, I was like, dang, I would kind of wear that. Oh, my God. But then I was looking like, no, the fuck. (laughs) Like, I was looking like, girl, no, you're you're going through enough right now. Right. (laughs) But we don't really know her backstory, which I think is kind of interesting. We kind of are left to piece together a lot of what's going on with her because um, so she's she's working with this group of people. Um, to smuggle and drugs and they're sewing them into like the linings of clothes and I don't know the first time I watched this movie I don't think I think everything was happening so fucking fast because of like like when he's talking about like the action in the beginning it's like like I would say almost like student film-esque <laughs> because of the way I don't know what this sort of um like camera trickery is called but it's almost like when um it's like i guess like a slow shutter speed maybe something is really like weird like disorienting about it and so shit's going around and it's so fucking chaotic and crazy that um it took me a while to be like the fuck is happening <laughs> and um she is working with these uh this group of people to like smuggle drugs and she takes him to the airport and she goes off to the ticket counter for something. And then like, there's a few cut scenes and then when she comes back, they're gone. Like the whole group of them, it had to be like 10 people with big ass suitcases and they were out of there. And this is kind of like when we learn, like she, she does not fuck around. Well, yeah, so she, she's, originally she's, like, freaking, a little freaked out, but, like, you can't, she plays, like, real cool, but then she, like, goes around, she's asking people, and she's, like, I know you know who they are, because she goes, I guess this is, like, a, like, an Indian 
part of town. I don't really know much about like Hong Kong and like how it's situated. So I don't really have like a good understanding of like the demographics and like certain parts of town versus others. But she's basically going into like these shops and shit. And she's like, I know you know who he is. And then she ends up like taking this man's kid <laughs> and taking her to McDonald's and being like, if you ever want to see your daughter again, you better tell me <laughs> where they are. And then she ends up feeling bad, I think. And just, um, but then he comes and gets her, right? Like the, the father, does she tell the father like where they're at? I don't think she does explicitly, but she might have. Basically the dad finds her and she's just like, all right, like she's giving up, but she's in trouble. That's the whole issue. She's in trouble as far as the losing that amount of drugs, <laughs> in um in such a short amount of time she's not new to this but somehow she fucked up or she don't seem like she's new to this i don't know she that's what i was wondering because like a little later on in this segment she seems more true to this than new to this yeah because at one point but, she shoot a bunch of people Hell yeah, she killed a whole bunch of folks. Yeah, which I don't even know what that was about. I think she was just mad. <laughs> She's like, nobody will tell me where they are. So I'm going to fucking figure it out. <laughs> but sometimes the game gets you fucked up. So it'd be like that. Right. Um, But like that's like the trajectory of her story. Right. Is like... She has fucked up and now she's kind of like hiding and like trying to keep a low profile and she kind of like hides out. She goes to like a bar yeah, and starts taking some sips Mm -hmm. and cop 223 is also like taking some sips. He's taking some lonely heart sips. You know, my girl left me. <laughs> Bang coming back. Bang on. It's like that. Um, he sees her from across the room and he's like, you know what? I really don't think May is coming back. Like, I really don't think this is going to happen. Um, so maybe, you know, it maybe it is time for me to let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> In so many words, yes. <laughs> and maybe, you know, I see woman in blonde wig. Let me go chat her up. He's so, so he go- cute. He He's is. He's so adorable. He's only like 24, which I mean, like, in today's terms, he'd be like 40. <laughs> but like, uh, he's like a baby. This seems like his first, like, real heartbreak. And he's so sweet. And he's just like. What he said, he like looked over her and he's like, I don't know if she'll like me, but she might. <laughs> and he goes over there to go talk to her, which I was like, like, low key, this is annoying. Like some dude just coming out to be talking to me or whatever. Well, I'm trying to like figure out how to like, you know, run for my life and shit. But at the same time, like I never had a dude come up to me and talk to me in like four different languages trying to figure out what language I speak. <laughs> I might be impressed by it a little bit. Because I think he speaks to her Cantonese, um, 
I don't know what the second language was. I know he says in English, like, do you like pineapple? <laughs> he asked her this like four different times. And then he finally asked her a Mandarin. And then she was like, oh, yeah, your Mandarin's all right. Because she was ignoring him the whole time. <laughs> She's like over it. And they kind of hang out yeah, together. It's, it's like a weird, it's not, it's not like, I don't know how to, like it's not sexual, but they're just kind of like drinking and eventually like and they are falling asleep at the bar. <laughs> Because they've had so many, like, whiskeys or whatever. Or shots, I guess. I don't remember. You see how many shots of glasses there were? like, Or at least glasses in front of <laughs> There had to be, like, 15. I was like, what y'all doing? Times are tough, but damn. Yeah. They were getting a little slizzard. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, they're having a moment. And I think he takes her to a... A hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And then, he, like, she passes out. But, you know, he's a decent person <laughs> and doesn't yeah. touch her. Um, but I but think he, he seems like he's waiting around for her to wake up. And then he finally kind of gives up. And But he looks at her shoes and be like, God damn, your shoes fucked up. <laughs> damn, did you look like this? <laughs> he cleans her shoes, which... Is okay. So, a lot of these, a lot of moments in this film are very sweet. Uh huh. Very weird, but very sweet. Yeah, in like a twenty first century context, you're just like, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah, like but I'm sure at they the time, are. This is very like, aww. <laughs> Yeah, there are things I absolutely would not do for anyone. I, yeah, no. <laughs> like, but in the context of this film, I'm like, he's cleaning her shoes off. He's like, damn, bitch, your shoes are fucked up. And Cause then he sit I there want and your eat, shoes like, to look nice. Did he sit there and eat, like, dinner or something, too, or something, like, room service? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And watching TV and stuff. Yeah, he hung out there, seeing what's up. And then he cleaned her shoes, got them whites bright. And he put her shoes, like, neatly um, together for her. And just made sure, like, everything was comfortable and in place for her when she woke up. Mm-hmm. And he left. Yep. And, and like, that was, like, I think she end. woke up later and didn't realize it. But I forgot, like, somehow, because this is also, not only is this his, like, breakup anniversary, it's also his birthday. So he's, like, extra depressed. And he's, mm-hmm. like, running because he says, like, sweating kind of gets the moisture out. So it's kind of like, you don't have to my cry. My body is crying. Yeah, my body's crying, so I don't have to cry. I look like a little bitch. <laughs> and, um, and she ends up paging him. Because I think he was going to ditch his pager. Like, he was like, I don't need this. Nobody's going to call me anyway. Phone line's dry. (laughs) (laughs) And then once he, like, is about to ditch it, like, his phone, his pager uh, beeps or whatever. And he calls and uh, 
I think I forgot what hotel room she was in, but like the lady, I guess the operator. Girl, I never used to be for song. Really know how it goes, but like <laughs> the operators, like yeah, the lady in like two two seven or whatever. Like she's wishing you, she wishes you a happy birthday. <sighs> I was like, oh, and he looks so happy. He's like, oh, even though like they're just like, there's no real like indication that they'll ever see each other again. But that was a moment in time mm-hmm. that they share together, right? Uh. And so, I mean, you get the sense that he might, you know, have his shit together or whatever. Um, and that- They might have an out of sight moment, though. But an out of sight moment? What do you mean? Like the movie out of sight? What is out of sight? <laughs> the movie with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez, where he a bank robber and she a cop. Oh, so like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Because I forgot. <laughs> but you know what? I forgot because then she goes. She goes to, like, this club. Like, there's some club, which I always thought this was very interesting. There's, like, all this, like, sort of, like, I wouldn't, I don't know how to describe it. But, like, this club was playing, like, reggae and, like, a lot of the scenes with, like, um, Woman in Wig and then Cop 223 are, like, they're playing, like, Dinah Washington. (laughs) Like, that's the soundtrack. And then, um... All these other places, like, you go to McDonald's and, like, Circle K. Like, there's all these, like, Americanized things, um, like, in the background. But they go to this club. I mean, reggae isn't Americanized, but it's not also, like, native to China or Hong Kong. Um, But they go to this club and – or she goes to the club. And there's, like, this guy. I think he's British, but I can't remember. Like this white guy who keeps dancing with this girl who's also putting on like a blonde wig. Like he, I think he's like a thing for crunchy blonde wigs. Don't do these wigs. Listen, you know me. <laughs> you know, I will call out a wig in a heartbeat. <laughs> I will call it out. But he has like a thing. Because at first I was like. Wait, that's not her, because she's been wearing the same sort of, like, really cool, like, yellow-brown trench coat and uh, and wearing sunglasses. So we never really see her face or anything like that. But this woman wasn't wearing sunglasses, and she's wearing kind of like a, almost like a Hawaiian print, like, dress. And I was like, wait, did, did she change clothes? <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, I don't remember this scene, like, when she was, like, taking, I was like, I don't remember this extra wig, so I was like, is this some sort of, like, crime syndicate, where this man is, like, Bill, and then all his, like, <laughs> his female soldiers going out and smuggling drugs for him or whatever, mm. but, uh, I can't remember, because if he was British, I wonder if that's something to do with, like, um, the whole British occupation of Hong Kong and all that. Mm. I would wonder. I'd have to go back. Cause I'm about well, to- we wouldn't know because... I mean, we're just uneducated. <laughs> I barely know. I kind of have a little bit of, of thing. I know it ended in 99. That's the the thing I know. But I can't, couldn't tell you like the whole history and all that. Um, although, that relates to... Was it 2046? Um Yes. Because that date is, like, supposed to be, like, the date. Like, that year is supposed to be when, like, 
Hong Kong reverts back to like mainland China rule, I believe. I think that was it. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Look at me. See, I'm still bringing some facts and figures sometimes. You know, I got them stored up here, barely. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't really know. But, um, I guess we're like led to like assume like this guy is, um, he's involved with the drug sort of smuggling operation. Um, but we never really figure out like what his place is. Ooh, excuse me. Or anything like that. Ooh, my bad. Or anything like that because he um, is shot down. She comes and shoots him. She fucks him up. She, she comes, shoots that man. What is he? He was doing something on the ground. Like he was, didn't he like a dog or something? I can't remember. I don't remember either. He was looking at something and he had like a, uh, he had like a can of something that expired like that day. Um, Sardines, was it? I think it might have been Sardines. Because sardines are also a part of the second half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Canned sardines. Um, which, like, she, I like the man won't even stand it up. <laughs> but she goes and shoots him. And then she, like, there's like a panic. And she walks off and disappears into the crowd. And, like, she strips off her wig. So, like, we never see her again. Mm-hmm. So maybe she didn't go lead a life of crime. Or maybe she escaped. I know she was trying to book a plane ticket, which is like a smart thing. Because she was like, how soon can I get the fuck up out here? Yeah, she just disappears. Mm-hmm. So that story kind of ends in like a, I don't know. I thought they were going to get together. I thought these were both going to be stories where the two got together. But like they don't. And this story is actually like way shorter than the next story. So... Uh, Cop 223 has been going to this, like, I guess, I don't know, like, what would you call it? Like a sidewalk restaurant? I wouldn't even call it a restaurant. Like, a, almost like a like a counter. Yeah. Food counter. It's like a, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is so interesting to me because the guy keeps trying to hook him up <laughs> with whoever the fuck is working there. I guess to make it, like, you know, kind of get his... Because he is using the phone, right? The pay phone. And being like, hey, <laughs> what up? He called like a bunch of people. We skipped that scene. He called a bunch of people and he was like, oh, like, what's up? Like, how you doing? It's been so long. Oh, wait, you married now since we? <laughs> like, boy, have some shame. <laughs> have a little bit of shame. He went through, like, his whole phone book. <laughs> so I think the guy at the counter was kind of like, yo, like, we got waitresses here. <laughs> He's, yeah. He's like, we got girls. Like, we got them. We got you. Like, here. Like, go. There's one right here. Her name is May. It's not your May. But, like. She I a mean, May? Just, you know, just forget about that part. That's just a little bit. Of, that's like a little bit of detail. Like. You can skip that. He ends up going back up there and homeboy is trying to hook him up again. And he said, he's got a new waitress called Faye. And she, she just started today. And he like, she almost like bumps into him with her clumsy ass. <laughs> and, uh, and this leads into like the next story. And oh, this is my shit. This 
is my shit. Oh my this God. story is absolutely unhinged, but I love it. Every most of the aspects of this story is like it is unhinged, mm-hmm. but I I love it. It is everything I secretly love about things that I do not admit to anybody, but I love it. I'm really interested to see how you um how you take in Amelie. Oh Lord. Cause it's not, I don't want to say it's unhinged, but a lot of this stuff that happens where you're just kind of like, girl, if you don't go up there and tell him, like, <laughs> I won't spoil it for you, but, um, cause a lot of it is originally supposed to be like a more like altruistic and sort of like, oh, I'm going to help people. Um, but like, since you haven't seen it, I will leave that <laughs> for you. But a lot of this stuff that happens, I'm just kind of like, oh girl, <laughs> oh no. So, in doing research for um, our episode, which you can listen to on In the Mood for Love and Moonlight, we watched a lot of stuff. Um, And one of the clips that I watched was um, Barry D. Jenkins talking about how this movie was... (laughs) I just realized you said Barry the Jenkins. The Jenkins. And very the Jenkins. How this movie was one of his influences. Like this is one of the first um movies that he watched in film school. Um and how it was just like one of the most beautiful films that he, he had seen and how the use of music was just inspirational to him and how the um, song what a difference a day made was able to tell a story in two minutes and some change Mm -hmm. and that you can kind of see that influence of that scene with the plane and how that moment you could see how it influenced moonlight in some ways and like how music is used like in the diner scene Uh like hello stranger like bitch and like the way what a difference a day made is very useful it does tell a story of how the relationship of cop 663 who is played by tony my boo ashley's boo both these men are my boo i love them both mrs suits and cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) yes the hair was parted again there's a scene in this second half of the movie where I forgot that he massages her leg and I was like, well, shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting up in his panties, playing with play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot he was walk- walking around his house. His house looked hot. I was like, how hot is it in Hong Kong? You look a little sweaty. <laughs> he always in there looking sweaty. And I was like, mm, amen. <laughs> <laughs> If we ever see the Mandarin, I mean, I won't be, I won't be in line, but I will support him from afar. <laughs> that would be the only reason I would see the Mandarin and the man, mean the Mandarin. What's the name of the movie? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Know. <laughs> Y'all know. If we call it the Mandarin, 
That's the reason I, I don't remember because it. it's named after the the superhero, and I do not know the superhero's name at all. If we go see the Mandarin for the Mandarin, <laughs> that's why we're going to see it for the Mandarin. I, that would be a star's name. Go to see the Mandarin. Think about less caution, okay? Oh, <laughs> <gasps> remember we were talking about movies that were doing a lot. Like we just had this discussion in our last episode. Movies where like the sex scenes be like like. Wait, can you do that <laughs> in a sex scene? <laughs> Ooh, less caution is some shit, bitch. <laughs> we keep mentioning less caution. Oh, okay. So. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I guess. Girl. So the Mandarin's movie. Yeah. Well, that'd be the reason why we go see it. And he better be wearing a suit. I hope. I don't really know anything. I mean, oh, God, we're going to get sidetracked. See, the thing about (laughs) this is one of the things I was kind of like, hmm, about was like when I watched Iron Man 3 and they had the whole Mandarin thing and they made it sound like it was supposed to be like somebody to be like really, really afraid of. And it just turned out to be like Sir Ben Kingsley (laughs) playing a role. I've never seen that movie ever. Everybody likes that one. I only like two, really. And nobody likes two. And I do. I mean, if Bay wants to make a movie, make a movie. I don't think Tony Long has actually been in any um, major English-speaking movies. Mm. I think this might be his first, which is mm. kind of crazy because he's like in his like late fifties. Usually, he would have like, you know, some people would be like, "Let me, let me kind of like drop in and like, you know, try to crack that market or whatever." That's what usually people expect actors and actresses to do and they don't know what the fuck to do and they don't want to do that <laughs> which Ooh. i was like he's doing pretty well just acting in the movies that he's been in because he's been in some bangers like because he's been in okay besides in the moon for love and like a bunch of Wong car way movies he's also been in uh hero he's also been in lust caution and there's another one i mean i don't really bang with infernal affairs but it was for everybody else. It was the movie that The Departed was based oh, on. Yeah. So they're actually very, very close to each other. <laughs> I was like, somebody need to be sued. And then, oh, The Grandmaster. That's another mm-hmm. Wong Kar Wai movie, which is so good. I will curse, among other things, I will curse Harvey Weinstein for life for fucking with that movie. It's on Netflix right now, too. It is, but, like, you can tell. That's the first time I watched the movie. I was like, nah, somebody done fucked with this. There's something not coming together. I was like, I done seen enough Long Car Away movies to know that this is so... There's something supposed to be here that's not. (laughs) He's in hard-boiled, bitch, in a big-ass suit, like... (laughs) So, um, but we haven't, we, so, we, we like got our 20 track. minutes talking I mean, about this thing. Girl, I will cut all that shit down. Basically, Tony Long, we love you. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Faye does not fall for, uh, cop 223. She falls for cop 663 and he has a, a, pretty standard ritual as well where he will always order the chef salad for his Um, girlfriend yeah for his girlfriend who's a flight attendant um 
there's no really rhyme or reason why he orders this salad for her. I guess she just thinks he thinks that she'll like it or she likes it. And then it turns out she doesn't. And the day he <laughs> decides to buy her something different, which I don't even know what else he bought her. Um, but he, <laughs> he bought her something different and she broke up with him. So you feel kind of bad for him because he doesn't take it very well. But he's kind of like outwardly, outwardly, he's chilling. Inwardly, he's like a mess. Yeah. <laughs> He tries to play it off, but boy, he is unraveling. When he goes home, he's talking all these stuffed animals into his soap. And he's like, why are you looking so skinny nowadays? You need to get some confidence. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, you need to look he in the mirror. He's talking to his rag. Like, rag. you just so droopy and just so wet. You been crying, rag. You been crying, <laughs> rag. You cry all the time. He's not like he in isolation with the rest of us. <laughs> Talking to your plants and shit. Because everybody <laughs> else can talk to. <laughs> You've been crying, Rick. You just sad all the time. What are you talking like a Garfield uh, stuffed animal or something? Was that Garfield or was it something else? Yes, it was, it was Garfield. Girl. I'm, I'm like, you going <laughs> through it, bro. But like on the outside, he's pretty chill. Like he, I don't know what kind of cop he is. He's always like taking notes on the corner. Yeah. Like, he probably like a, a beat cop or something. Yeah. Like a like, ticket like cop. A, like, like a girl, traffic. you jaywalked? Yeah, like a traffic and like like jaywalking violations and all that stuff. So, yeah. Which, like, cop 223, like, you taking down people. You'd think mm-hmm. it would be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, cop 223 is like a detective. Yeah, he be uh, going after people, and I'm like, God damn. Like, <laughs> he was so happy he found that one dude. I forgot, like, I guess it was somebody he'd been looking for forever. Um, but, like, 663 is more of, like, a like a traffic violation, like, handing out tickets and stuff. And he also hangs around this restaurant. He comes there a lot. And so Faye is, like, new. She's So her cousin runs the runs the diner basically and she works there we don't really figure out like why she works there other than probably she's like a young girl and he's helping her out like financially or whatever as far as like here let me give you a job in my (laughs) in my restaurant and and she has an affinity for like two songs that she plays over and over again I would lose my mind I would be like y'all don't like the cranberries or um the mamas and the papas (laughs) I could do the cranberries, but if you don't turn fucking Hotel California, me. Um, it does kind of sound like Hotel California, but it was, it's, it's California Dreaming. And California it's Dreaming all the same I'll, I'll part of California Dreaming. It's never like the beginning or, or like sort of some other part. Because I mean, there's a bunch of versions of that song, but it's like the mamas and the papas um, specifically that version. Um because somebody else has a, is that like Otis Redding or somebody? There's like a million versions of that song. And a sign all day, loud, loud, loud. When he was going, he was like, I got down on my knees. Feeling the fantasy. Um, what's the song? Is it Dreams by the Cranberries? 
I but it's think like, it might be. But it's like not in English. I didn't realize that when I was like listening to it. And it's Faye Wong. Oh, who is plays it really? Faye doing a cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot she had like a music career. She doesn't act anymore, does she? Is she maybe? Wait, am I confusing her with with Maggie? Maggie is semi-retired. Because Maggie's like, do not ask me to <laughs> do things. Let's see. Is Faye retired? Okay, so she she was so Faye um kind of was out of the spotlight after like her second marriage in twenty or sorry in two thousand five, but then she returned to the stage in tw- uh twenty ten. She still performs. She still performs, sort of. I don't know how many movies she's been in, though. Uh, six. Six oh. movies. So she's mainly, like, a singer. Yeah, more singing and TV. See, that's so wild, too. Like, she's, like, immensely popular. <laughs> but, like, I totally had no idea she was, like, a singer. That's so weird. The world is weird. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like... It, you know, I feel like now, especially now that there's so much, like, world news... Odd. It's just like so many things. I'm like, damn, like what be happening everywhere else? <laughs> as far as like too, I'm like, can I get the fuck up out of here? Like when 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 are y'all gonna open outside so I can like jet? <laughs> and I'm like, there's so much happening. Even though we're so connected, I feel very disconnected from everything, which is kind of just like jarring a little bit. But um Faye's character. I wanted to talk about this. Do you feel like she is a Manny Pixie or sorry, Manic Pixie dream girl? Why can't I say that? Um, I know there's been some like commentary on like certain Asian characters, mainly in like mostly white movies, where they kind of always have that sort of like similar look, where like they got dark hair and like they have like a a blue streak in their hair, and um. And that's kind of teetered. I guess that kind of teeters the line or toes the line of like being a man at Pixie. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people think of of Faye's characters being sort of like a quintessential manic Pixie. But then also, I don't feel like it's totally. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that per se. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't know. I really, I honestly don't know because to me, I don't get that vibe. And maybe because it's so early on because this movie was made in 1994 Mm -hmm. that we didn't have that that particular trope then like we do now. So to me, she's just a character who does not have her shit together. So she just out here like aimless like i think too i wonder like the one i the earliest one i can think of like off the top of my head which i don't know if this is like confirmed or like discussed or whatever but like for some reason like audrey hepburn's character in breakfast at tiffany's like holly golightly for some reason about like her being the sort of like melancholy kind of quirky girl who, like, this guy's kind of obsessed with her, but she was like, I'm not really, like, like something that you should be kind of putting your hopes and dreams on, <laughs> bruh. Um, that's sort of, like, the earliest character. But that, I think, like, a lot of those characters, 
like the guy is kind of obsessed with them in like a weird way because they're like not like the other girls or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Because like I think the the main biggest ones that are like recent is like I think mainly like Five Hundred Days of Summer, which I think at the time, the first time I watched that movie, I was like, oh she the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I watched it like later and I was like, oh, no, no, no. He was fucking up from the beginning because he was she told you straight up. Do not do not have like some sort of fantasy about me being this type of person, even though like Zoe Dish- or Zoe Deschanel is like you're like I to me like a quintessential like real life like manic pixie. Like I don't I really don't know. I really don't have any opinions on that topic mm-hmm. in terms of this movie because I, I really don't I don't know I don't get that vibe from Faye because mm-hmm. she was a little bit more obsessed with Cop 663 <laughs> like Ooh, she yeah. was trying to make him feel better more so like I mean he wasn't I, paying attention to her at all no, nah, he was just going about his life. He was like, girl, we got depression. Right. And she was like, all right, let me open your mail. Let me. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, like for me, it's kind of interesting to see because like I'm looking it up now, which I didn't realize like how late this was coined. Because it was it's so random. It was coined by this uh, critic named Nathan Rabin. Um, uh, who used to work for uh, AV Club? F- uh, the hell if I know. Maybe. Uh, yes. Apparently, yes. So yeah. he was reviewing Elizabeth Town, which I was like, mm. I was like, I've only seen that movie once. And I didn't. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and he includes, I guess people have included like Natalie Portman and Garden State, which is a movie I've never seen, and then, like, Audrey Hepburn, Catherine Hepburn, and some movies that they've done, and, like, a main their main thing is, like, having, like, this whole sort of, like, they transform, like, the male's, like, life in a certain way, like, through real or fictional, like, fantasy or whatever, um, but I feel like I bring it up because, like, there's a certain, like, idea that every sort of quirky girl character is is a manic pixie. And I don't know if that's entirely fair because, like, once you watch Amelie, you'll see. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Um, Don't be saying, oh, no, you like this movie. (laughs) I love this movie. This movie fucking slaps. Um, Yeah. So, like, um, as far as, like, kind of being dazed and wearing, like, weird glasses, like, I feel like you... Basically, Manic Pixie has sort of come to represent anybody like someone on Tumblr would idolize at one point or another um, and sort of like base their whole personality around, which I don't mm. think this movie gets it maybe for how how limited of, of availability to this movie. But um, I know there's been kind of arguments about it, but also like, I don't know, um, like I don't think of it necessarily like that either because she's not really like a fantasy she just has like sort of like fantastical sort of behavior because like why would you (laughs) why would you do this so so also i think what 
negates that kind of would be sort of the ending to me then. Yeah, because she actually does have her own transformation. Yeah. Um, and usually that doesn't happen. It's all with a lot of those, now that you like bring it up, because I, mm-hmm. at certain points, I just like stop. You're just like, tune it out. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I like, I don't really like those movies, so I don't watch a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. So, with those type of movies, from the ones that I have seen, it's more about, like, the guy and not the girl, and they don't change. Like, the girl doesn't necessarily change. They might break up, or it's not a total experience for both characters like they don't both have a full arc Mm -hmm. of character growth um but for cop 663 and Faye, they both grow right and they mostly grow through the actions of Faye. right like i think i think who am i thinking of I think like one of the movies I'm I keep like that keeps popping up is like um like Scott Pilgrim and like Ramona Flowers and her whole thing. Uh, and then because they don't I mean they don't really do her really well in the movie as far as like no. in comparison to like the, the book, well, books, but there's also like seven or eight books isn't there? <laughs> like there's only mm-hmm. so much content you can put in or whatever. Um, but I feel like now, like, a lot of those characters kind of get a bad rap, um, because they're kind of, like, you know, off-kilter white girls most of the time, sometimes Asian, um, girls who are kind of, like, I don't know what, I don't know the right terminology. (laughs) Quirky is usually the terminology, which I would definitely ascribe to Faye, but I feel like a lot of a lot of these characters that kind of get pulled into it get a bad rap because I'm like, well, why don't you see like how they are growing or changing? Um, and how it's like usually I mean, a lot of these movies are directed by men, too. So like you have to take that into account. Yeah. But even some the character like Lady Bird or something like <laughs> I've heard her being called a manic pixie dream girl. I'm like, she ain't nobody's manic pixie. She's crazy. <laughs> She's a hot mess. That girl is a hot ass mess. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anybody's fantasizing over young Lady Bird, um, mm. and so it's sort of like a, a fantasy girl of like, oh my god, you're not like the other girls, like, you know. But, um, so Cop Six Six Three's girlfriend breaks up with him. She leaves like a note for him at the diner, and then everybody fucking reads it. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking hilarious. They steamed the letter open, which worked. And they was like, damn. Yeah, what did she say to him? I forget. It's like some, because I was trying to like read it, because it's kind of, the way they show it was like a little bit difficult um, as far as like showing the whole note. But she said like, some canceled and they had like a boarding pass. And then like, here's the key to your place. Or some shit. And, and, and like, they all steamed, like, I think the owner first, he steamed the note open. Or no, usually him or his wife, somebody has steamed the note open. And then, like, either the cooks were reading it, too. Which is so funny to me because, like, 
my friend got a note when we were in college my like roommate she got a note that was like important that she had to give or like some letter that she had to give to like her mama or something like that and I was like well if you don't want her to know just steam it open and like steal it back and she's like that works and I was like yeah it works I was like it's glue you're just loosening the adhesive and it, it does work so I mean nobody's really getting letters anymore but like Ooh. you know if, if you're young and you want to do that type of shit you know you didn't hear from me <laughs> oh don't y'all don't be steaming open letters just don't get it too close and you get it too moist and then like it wrinkles up you gotta be strategic i never did this i just told other people to do this <laughs> and it worked um but basically Faye is supposed to give this man his key he don't give her he she don't give him the key she like tries like half-heartedly but he's like i'll come get it later and of course he forgets and, and she steals the man's house keys. She steals the man's house keys. This is where it gets unhinged. This is step one. Unhinged. Unhinged. She steals the man's house keys. Well, first she's like sees him in the market and he like walks her. Because I don't think he has, she don't have his address. So he like, she helps him. No, he helps her like carry some shit. And then I think he's like, oh, my apartment's like nearby or something like that. And he, she gets his address and that's when she starts going over there so at one point he would come home and be like he'd sort of play like the games that they used to play so like i guess like his old girlfriend would like hide in like one of his like closets or something and so he's like oh i know you're in there like come out on three and he's counting and then he like kind of like you know kind of goes off (laughs) and like leaves and she's in his house she's in the closet (laughs) she's in another fucking closet She's cleaning his shit. Like, I forget. At one point, before she was just, like, there, right? And then she starts, like, getting the idea to clean everything. Like, she is cleaning, cleaning, unhinged. She's cleaning. She's lying to her cousin. She's supposed to be paying the electric bill. She don't pay the electric bill. Um, they they turn the shit off. They turn the lights off. <laughs> and they got to light all these damn candles. I'm like, that can't be good. That can't be. That can't be. That's definitely a fire hazard. Like, I don't. I don't see that going well. And he's like, where the fuck have you been going? <laughs> like, you don't know what she's been doing. And then I think at one point um, she comes to the house because what was he doing home? Oh, it's like the faucet was on and it flooded his apartment. Mm-hmm. She buying this man new rags, new gold soap. Fish. What does she do to his um, his his sardines? She, like, she changes the labels. the labels. Well, why? I don't know. Did I I was trying to figure that one out. I don't know. Because she was one. like, oh, even the sardines taste. This is the fucked up thing. He was talking about. He was. He felt like he was so observant now. He was just noticing things more and more. And I was like, but bitch, somebody been in your house. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, moved your sandals and moved all your stuff and it cleaned and dust. She's walking around. She's taking pictures on like your Polaroid camera. I was like, if this at any other point in time, this would be some like single white female. Um, what's the one with? No, what's the one with Glenn Close? Fatal Attraction. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fatal Attraction. Remember when she stole, like, their fucking rabbit and, like, boiled that shit? <laughs> the 
Yeah, she boiled the buddy. That's awful, bitch. Like, <laughs> this is so stuff. Apparently, he was having trouble sleeping, and she put like sleeping pills in his water. <laughs> she drugging him. I was like, bitch, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that shit. That's not okay. So like, he surprises her because he's home. Because I'm pretty sure she had been at the house, probably left the faucet on with her goofy ass. And then he had come home thinking that his girlfriend had, was there, his ex-girlfriend. And then he was like, I got a feeling. I got I a just feeling. Know. I got a She's feeling. just at the house. Wrong. She back. My baby back. Got the whole wrong feeling. Like entirely. <laughs> and so. <laughs> so he, she's like, oh shit, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I live here. He's like, I live, right? I'm like, he's supposed to be here, girl. I think he had like memorized like his beat and like his schedule or whatever, which again is like, you got to, you got to like take it down. Like you had a, like you up here, you need to be down here. <laughs> Don't go memorizing people's schedules and shit. Cause that means you a goner. No, like, Mm-mm. You didn't broke into this man house. You stole like, his house key. You broke into this man house. You're secretly drugging him. I think she stressed Unhinged. herself out so much that she got herself a, like she gave herself a cramp, and she's like, I "Can't leave. My legs don't work." And he was like, <laughs> "She's like, here comes sit down." And he massages. He got that little cigarette just hanging out of his mouth, and like massages her leg, and she's kind of like, "Now nah, I was like, you. This ain't the time to be scary now, bitch." <laughs> And they fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. I was like, the fuck is happening? But like, he doesn't seem, well, this is before he realized that she'd been in his house. So like, I don't know how much time happens, but she's been cleaning this man's house and getting too goddamn comfortable. She left her CD in the CD player. He thought it was like his ex-girlfriend's CD or something. I think he knew. I feel like he knew. Because she plays that same fucking CD at the restaurant every day. So he knows that was hers. I mean, maybe. I think he knew she was there. I think he knew she was committing crimes at his house. (laughs) He's a cop, bitch. Like, what did you (laughs) That's what makes it worse. You a cop. (laughs) What is the standardized testing for cops in Hong Kong? I'm wondering... (laughs) I think he, I personally am of the mind that after a while, he realized that she was committing crimes in the name of love (laughs) at his home. Well, like, like at one point to, she was breaking and entering into his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this, (laughs) y'all. Do not Uh, do that. The time for this to be cute has passed. Oh my god, it's just so sweet. Like, oh my god, Brittany gonna break into somebody's house and be like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that Lord song called "Writer in the Dark"? What the fuck that about? It's like, um, basically, it's kind of like, it's like half breakup song, half like I got the strength to like carry on and like have some goddamn dignity but like at one point she's like i love you till my um breathing stops i love you to the like you call the cops on me <laughs> Ooh, know? Chat. it's mm-hmm. a good song like the first time i heard it i was like lord what was going on like what was happening baby like you so young like what's going on <laughs> but it's actually like a really good song but that's that's kind of what this reminds me of like 
this is called the cops on you. I got to call me on you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> six three got to be like, let me call my number. Let me radio myself in mm. to investigate this crime. But she gets so goddamn comfortable at his house that he comes home in the middle of the day and she just opens the damn door. And she trying to close him out. Girl, she trying to close him out like he's not a police officer that's probably trained to like knock down doors. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, she screamed like, "Ah!" He's is she still trying to close dude. Out? <laughs> Men don't give a shit. They'll knock down the door real quick. And she had on gloves and all kinds of shit. And she's trying to don't she try to like run away from him? Mm-hmm. And then like it, I don't even know. Like it didn't even really matter in the end because like he comes up there probably like the next day up to like her job or whatever. And is like, let me take you out. <laughs> oh, she bought him new shirt. She didn't buy it. She was like, she was really up, like fixing that man's like apartment up. Because that's what kind of it kind of I kind of teeter on like how like how would he like was did he actually know or did he not know? Because like he was so like into his own shit and into like his ex girlfriend. And the possibility that, um, that they, like, she would have came back. Because he still, he don't have the note. He never knew. Girl, this shit can only happen in the 90s. He don't have the note. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't know that she has tried to contact him. And she's a flight attendant, so she's not, like, home all the time. <laughs> like, so, I mean, like, he's not really doing a good job paying attention. Mm. Like, you know, your spidey senses should be tingling. And at some point, I feel like, because you're, even when she was messing with him, remember she, he like walked by, like on like an escalator or some shit or some stairwell, and she like yelled out the window and then like hid. <laughs> and he kind of looked over and was like, well, did I hear his thing? Like, am I hearing things? Am I, you know, my mind playing tricks on me? type of shit I'm like you know what this type of shit is cute when you young <laughs> very young this shit ain't cute in 2020 but <laughs> yo man breaking and entering to declare your love but we never figure out why she even did that shit I mean Sometimes you just need a hobby. But, like, she never really, like, like, we never really figure out, like, why she decided to clean his house rather than, like, other shit. You know? I, I mean, unless it's to be like, listen, you look kind of raggedy. Let me just, like, help you out. Yeah, I think she was on some let me upgrade you type shit. She was like, damn. Ooh, you were going through it. Maybe like the contents of the letter, seeing how sad he was. She got the keys, keys, keys. And she decided, let's see what he is living like. Cause I see what the outside looked like. I know the inside probably like worse. And when she went in, she was like, oh, he not even changing his sheets. And you know, got sad Garfield. We got Why did all he this have stuff. some of these stuffed animals? Was those all his girlfriends? I don't know. 
I didn't even realize. Do you see how many stuffed animals he had in that corner? It was a lot. I don't think I had that many stuffed animals when I was a child. Hey, memories, bro. I was memories. like, damn, how many carnivals and shit y'all be going to? <laughs> memories, dog. Memories. I mean, like, I don't, that's the other thing, too. This relationship didn't seem like it was very long-lived. Like, they met on a plane because he was like, oh, every time you go on, like, a plane, there's always, like, a, a stewardess you want to seduce. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he's like, well, this is the actual, like, this is the first time I actually managed to, like, bag one. <laughs> And, but I mean, like, it didn't seem very, like, serious because she's never around necessarily. Like, she's around, but, like, she's not, like, you can't just call her up and be like, hey, come over. Because she's like, um, I'm in, like, the Philippines or something. <laughs> like, she's not around. No. So I don't really know how, how invested. I mean, she seems like she is, like, because she wanted to make sure he got the letter because she comes back. When he's like off because he changed his schedule and she didn't realize he had changed his schedule. So, I mean, usually if like you ended on bad terms, you would like, like, well, fuck you, here's your key. I don't care if you get it back. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Um, so he, Cop 663, invites Faye out. I was like, I mean, some consequences should have been had, possibly, but okay. He invites her out to some restaurant called, like, the California. Yeah. And our girl decided to go to the real California. Yeah, she, after months. Of listening to the goddamn song. Listening to the song. But after months. Of piecing this man back together, mending this man's broken heart, cleaning this man's apartment, buying this man's shirts, buying this man's soap, buying this man's towels. See, this is some. This is this. She ghosts him. I <laughs> see. I was gonna say, like, you piecing together some man back together that you had to do that shit or whatever. Like that would be. I wonder if that comes into, you know, I'm going to do some research on some manic pixie shit. Cause you ain't had to like piece this man back together. Like you could have just like left his ass. <laughs> like you didn't have to do any of that. But then the ghosting him part is pretty funny. She didn't have to do any of this. Like, I don't even know why she started in the first place. She didn't have to do any of it. So like none of her actions are like, this is why none of it would fall into the manic pixie stuff t- for me because it's just like complete chaos. That's what it is to me. Like she didn't have to do any of it, but <laughs> she leaves this man on red at the bar and he's oh waiting all night waiting for her to show up. And he goes back like, to see what's like happening and everybody's like dog she ain't here yeah she left <laughs> and she's like i need to go see how if california was really that warm or some shit like that and i was like girl yes it is <laughs> and but she left him with another letter and if i was cop three uh six six three bitch, i was like don't give me no more mail no I don't want any more packages. Do not deliver anything don't give me nothing with an envelope don't give me no letters i don't want this shit I would lose my mind. And hers was like a drawn boarding pass. 
to like somewhere. He doesn't really figure out where. Because um, he's mad, which he should be. Well, he was on a napkin too, and I think it got washed out. Because he was, he threw it away. Because he's like, this did is he bullshit. throw it away? It, I yeah, he, he kept it. He threw it away. Oh, like. I mean. He tossed it because it was some bullshit. I mean, and then he went back and retrieved it. And it was all janky and shit. Because his ex-girlfriend had given him a real, uh, like a real boarding pass. Mm-hmm. But he didn't take that flight either. So I was like, well, okay. But like this one is dated like a year from then. And I think some time passes and 63 is now the owner of um the little restaurant which i think i keep calling this little restaurant or whatever i think it's called the chunking express i think the movie is named after this <laughs> after the place um uh so the cousin had sold it to him and i think he sees his ex-girlfriend like at a convenience store mm-hmm. which i don't know if she's a flight attendant anymore but she got a new boyfriend and she happy and he's not in uniform anymore looking good shed the she had the uniform and the symbols of the oppressive state. <laughs> and they kind of do like the bro man nod. They like, you good? And they like, I'm good. Yeah, and he's finally like, good. He's good. Everybody good. And I think he goes, well, this is like, this is kind of like a reverse of, of what happened when she, when he walked in on her being in his apartment, she goes and she pulls up the little like, um, draw thing the little i don't know what you call that like the little garage door looking thing or whatever and faye is now a flight attendant surprised and shocked out of her mind and she was like what the hell are you doing here and he owns the place and he's trying to get his like little grand opening he's like i just want to do something different i think was his like main thing i wonder how soon he quit after she left Probably immediately. Like, honestly, you know what? If you can't figure out that somebody's in your house, in your cup, um, I would quit. <laughs> because, like, I mean, like, you don't have to have, like, Batman-level detective work, but, like, bitch. <laughs> I know when somebody's touched something of mine. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I would encourage that to save face. Like, just, just, just leave the force altogether. Just don't be a cop no more. Don't be a cop at all, but, like, don't be a cop, like, especially after that. Yeah. He might have to call it a wrap. That's embarrassing as fuck, bro. But <laughs> she's like, oh, shit. And she's grown, like, her hair is grown out. She don't have her little pixie cut. She, um, I mean, she's, like, semi-put together, but she's still kind of her. She got those, like, really goofy glasses on. The one all the girls are wearing now. The little skinny ones. And, yeah. you know, he's kind of, I mean, he's kind of like. Casual. He's, yeah, he's casual. I think he's playing that damn song. <laughs> it's got to be like, at this point, it was like the 10th time they played that shit. <laughs> you better like that song before you watch this movie. I know that much. You will find yourself singing it when it's over. Girl, I've been singing it all day just in preparation for this episode. Before I even started watching the movie. Cause I do like the song. I might like, listen to it when I'm done. I do like the song, but it's like, goddamn, was there like a, uh, was there like a some sort of licensing? 
where you can't like you can only find that one part or whatever like that little like 10 second stretch maybe it's like damn this part this is it this is chef's kiss this this is it like this is this is the this is the part this is it this is the take this is what we're using <laughs> i know this was a take probably shit <laughs> so i mean like she's what is what happens like i think he he's like oh yeah you left me this letter but you never like i can't figure out where the destination is or whatever and she's like okay well i'll make you a new one so she goes and draws him a new one <laughs> she's like where do you want to go I will admit this part is like really romantic <sighs> when he was like wherever you want to take me Tony if you said that to me I would just get up and leave all my shit right now <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna get the fuck up out of here but especially if you said it let's go for good <laughs> <laughs> For good. No Dr. Umar, but like, <laughs> let's get the fuck up out of here. Let's get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I need to play that clip. Do not play that clip. Do not subscribe to Dr. Umar's teachings, however. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even, if you don't know who Dr. Umar is, do don't not Google, Google him. him. Don't come to us saying I was radicalized. <laughs> Yeah, because it's so I don't bullshit. want no parts. I just wanted to let you know that that meme fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I don't, I really don't want people finding out the context of that. <laughs> because it is so dark and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. What a devil's fault. I hate it. <laughs> Girl, I cried. I watched I hate that whole it. thing and I was like, the fuck is happening? And then, <laughs> <laughs> for God. <laughs> so I hate it. I hate it so much. He's the worst. Um, But yeah, that is like the end. Like they don't really say, you know, what's going on, like what happens next. But I feel like it's a little more of like a hope like a different side of hopefulness because obviously she's going to fucking come back um, to Hong Kong eventually because I think she said she was flying out like the next day, which is so funny to me too. I'm like, you got this whole grand opening, but you like, listen, you ready to go, bitch? <laughs> You're like, wherever you want to take me, babe. Like, <sighs> although I wonder because again, he don't really know that much about her. Maybe she left clues. I don't know. I mean, he like, knows her like, name is Faye. He no, knows she finally really, shit. <laughs> he knows she really fucked with that song. At one point, he, knows. he called her the girl. That's before she he realized she was breaking and entering every day or whatever. But at one point, he called her the girl. So that's that leads me to be like, is this just a fantasy? Like, are y'all going to get together and be like, oh, no, this is too much? Or is this going to be good now that you're not so, like, straight-laced and you're a little bit more relaxed and, you know, you don't, you're don't, you not in uniform, so you kind of be a little bit more of yourself? They going to make it. Brittany's like, they have to. I've put too much stake in this. <laughs> they going to they gonna make it. 
I'm just all, I'm all like realistic. I'm like, Ashley y'all, is y'all like, like each well, other or not? They're too different. They, they're too different. Me, I'm quarantined, so they, oh, I have hope for their future. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ready? They don't have the social distance, so they're going to make it. I mean, low-key, they would be distancing because she got to go fly out somewhere. So, like, you know, you really got to learn to love somebody in these brief little moments. They're just in a regular long-distance relationship. Um, and uh, they're going to make it. Oh, my God. They're going to make it. Oh, my God, Brittany. <laughs> that's that's what we got to go real love. Um, they like Garfield and Sardines and, um, uh, do sardines really slap like that? I don't know. When he's eating oh, yeah, all that ask rice. Our audience, do sardines slap? I don't know. I've never had a sardine. When he's eating all that rice, though, at the, like, the little market. Oh, God. I was so, I got so fucking hungry. Oh, that was good. It did. I think it was just like basic like fried rice. I don't even know. Like It wasn't even that jazzy. <laughs> had a little bit of oil to it. And I was like, please, uh, please, God. That was but, good. Please, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> but maybe, I like, mean, I feel like if they do make it, they would have to, like, I mean, some communication would have to be established. We can't be doing all this. You know, I'm just going to ghost you and shit. Well, she see how he lives, so. Or however, she, he has no idea who she is as a person. So they're going to have to just work that out. Right? Like, I mean, she knows everything about him. She probably know his routing numbers and shit. She probably knows so, like whatever the equivalent of like a social security number, <laughs> credit card info, bank info. She knows it. Yeah, but like, um, I mean, I hope it was so interesting. I saw this one like article. I forget like which online publication. They did like a whole, um, it might have been Broadly when Broadly was still Broadly. They um, did like a, oh, do we think these fictional couples are still together kind of thing. And there was a couple couples in there. I was like, oh, I don't think these two were in there. But like there was a few where like, of course, you're like, oh, they got together at like the end of the movie. But like we didn't see what happens next because usually you don't see what happens next because the relationship part is uh, like not fun part. <laughs> Compared to falling in love, the usually the relationship part in like a movie is like, ugh. Mm. Like, now nah, we good. I don't. <laughs> this is not good. But it was kind of sweet to see like people had sort of guessed, like, oh yeah, I think this is what happened, and then this is what I think, like, like what their lives are now, like twenty years later on the line or whatever. So I mean, you know, you can't they give up made hope. It. I mean, I'll choose optimism today. Damn, today? <laughs> At this hour. Damn. This evening, I choose optimism. Damn. <laughs> when the clock strikes midnight. We go back to pessimism, bitch. Um, <laughs> so obviously, Brittany loves this movie. I do. It's what it is truly one of my favorite movies. And I don't say that about many movies. I don't think you like any movies, Brittany. <laughs> I do not. But this is one of them. As many movies Put that as many on watches. the record. I love this movie. <laughs> okay. 
I, I enjoy this movie. Some parts, I mean, of course I rag on some parts because, I mean, that's me. But um, I, I do enjoy this movie a lot. Um, and I feel like it's one of those, like, repeat watches where you kind of learn more and you appreciate more um, that you weren't kind of understanding in the beginning, um, which was me, like, the first... I feel like Wong Kar Wai's movies usually deserve repeat viewings um, because I always kind of catch something that I wasn't. Usually because a lot of sometimes, I think, too, like his movies being set in Hong Kong, they can be kind of like overwhelming, like set-wise. There's always something happening because everything's so close together. Like the city of Hong Kong seems very chaotic. Um, and especially it doesn't help that... Um, that the way like Wong Kar Wai shoots things <laughs> can be a little bit also kind of overwhelming, like visually. Um, not in all his movies, like In the Mood for Love is pretty chill. Um, but like 2046, I'm like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> and then in this movie, in the beginning, and then some of his other ones, um, I would say, like, Fallen Angels. For some reason, that movie, I was not catching the hell was happening. Ooh, chap. Do you really like that movie? I actually do like it. I think that was one of the ones I did not really care for. But I only like one half of it. I don't remember which half. I just remember the girl, like, rolling around in the bed and, like, kind of, like, masturbating. And I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, that happens. But I did like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Happy Together is great. Um, depressing as all hell. But great. Um, of course, this movie. Of course, In the Mood for Love. Um, and I really do like some of his later martial arts movies. Particularly The, uh, the Grand Master, even though like uh, Miramax and The Weinstein Company. Everybody mm. wants to release the Snyder Cut. Release the goddamn Warcar Wave fucking cut. Because something was missing. And I want to mm. know what it was. I will not rest. <laughs> Hopefully when um, they release like the new, the new new this summer, if we have a summer, um, <laughs> that maybe they'll like, rest- I don't know. I think this is more of his older movies, right? Like his older, older movies. I feel like it might be all the movies. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Like from like his first movie. Like as movies. tears go by. That one movie that's wild, bruh, with Yeti just hoeing, telling people no. Oh, I don't even know which movie you're talking about. That's the best part. What's the name of that movie? Wait, let me look it up. Cause I watched it. And he definitely told that woman no. She was like, wait, hold on. He's Let got 10 movies. Um, what's the name of that movie? Days Being Wild. Oh, did I watch that movie? I don't think. That movie's almost impossible to find now. I don't remember where. No, I haven't seen that one. And Yeti is out here. Just out here. He's got a few movies I've never heard of. Like See You Tomorrow and um Chinese Odyssey 2002 I don't even know what that is some of his like later movies are kind of like more like what are these but um yeah I mean 
Do we have a movie that's not Wong Kar Wai that we want to recommend? No. My recommendation was oh my everybody God. finish watching the other half. Watch I mean, Fallen like Angels. something more like romantic, romantic meat cutes, maybe. I don't really like romantic movies. Doll, you're fucking lying. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she out here lying. She is lying. That's okay. Okay, damn. Why? Why are you putting my business out here like this? Because you put your okay. business out there like that earlier. <laughs> okay. If we're going to go with, if I can recommend an overall romance, if I'm going to recommend just an overall romance that I enjoy, that is kind of sweet, mm-hmm. but also kind of bit like has some elements that are a little sad, I would recommend About Time. Who, um, from is that the one with um, um, Rachel McAdams and yes, and General Hux from Star Wars? Don't call him, a, don't call him. He that. has been in so many. I have seen that man's almost entire filmography just on accident because he pops up every. I don't know who his agent is, I don't know who he'd be talking to. But Donald Gleason, you be in some shit and like, I mean, salute to you, man. You stay with the chick. <laughs> he be out here and I appreciate it. I have never, it's literally not on purpose. But that's one of the ones I have not seen um, because I don't really, it's not about like a try, it's not about like time travel or some shit. It is. And see, I don't bang with time travel as like a. I love time. Well, no, not really. Because they be using it I mean, in the wrong ways. People just don't know how to use time travel correctly. I've never seen anybody been like, oh, we've gotten ourselves into like the worst possible situation and nothing can be fixed. Let's do time travel. Like suck my fucking dick. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That pisses me off. That's why I don't watch a flash no more. (laughs) Everything is reliant on time travel and like fucking with the timeline. I was like, eventually, you know, you can fuck with the timeline enough that like shit is just fucked for real. No one ever explores that option. I have very hard, harsh feelings about time travel, but apparently this is this is a banger. I, to me, I'm just we're I'm asking you, to me, you know he was in Mother. I forgot he was in Mother. uh, He's he's in a movie, bitch. He out here. Um, to me, it's. A bittersweet romance. It is about time travel. Things happen. It is a little dark. It. I like it. It's not like a traditional romance movie. It is not like Chunking Express. It is not like our other recommendation for this, like our other movie we're reviewing this month. But it is a movie I like. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I just wanted one. I wouldn't mean to try make you feel like you were on the spot, Brittany. I mean, yes. Oh, my God. You've already said it. It's not like nobody's paying attention. You just forgot. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it. It's not the first time. I don't really... I'm trying to think of a movie that would be good to... Um, to include 
um, there is a movie that always comes up in my mind, but I feel like I've suggested it. And also we're going to do this movie. Brittany's going to drag her feet about it, but we're going to do this movie eventually because you got to do your favorite movie. So, um, Oh Lord. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I wonder if this is like too, like a cop out, but definitely just like watch Amelie. <laughs> Everybody watch the movies with us. Don't, don't yeah. Make this feel like a club, you guys. Watch watch movies. I mean, we going through it, so you got movies. We literally have all the time. But I think I mean I do just think like straight up, like you should just watch everybody should just watch Amelie. I don't know if everybody like it's for everybody, but like if you for definitely for like similar themes in terms of like melancholy and being alone and kind of needing to get your like shit together and and get a little kick in the butt um but also like you know hijinks breaking and entering um um manipulating people into relationships (laughs) that ordinarily would not even fucking pay attention to each other um it's a good time I'm interested to see what this might be about. It's, I enjoy it. Um, it's got some criticism. It's like every movie, of course. Um, but you can kind of tell, like, this was kind of, I think still, even, like, now to this day, because this movie is almost, like, 20 years old. So, um, you think, like, certain, um, certain, like, this effects and, and plots and, and, um, like visual things that they do, you could tell that this kind of um, this actually still kind of holds up for being such an old ass movie. <laughs> and uh, I feel like this ex- this sort of ties into some other movies I like in terms of like visual um, visual. I guess like visual effects, but also like production design. Um, but I mean, you know, it's it's. I won't try to hype it up too much. Everybody, just watch it. <laughs> just fucking just watch, watch Amelie. Yes. Tell us your thoughts. Your T H O T S S. Oh goodness. But anyways, um, I mean, thank you guys for listening. Of course, um, you can find us at uh, BLK Girl Film Club on Twitter. You'll find us at Black Girl Film Club. Dot com Black Girl Film Club on Instagram. You can email us at blackgirlfilmclub.com or sorry, blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. And, you know, hit us up. Send us a little review. Give us a little rating. Shout out to the people who gave us a one-star rating. I love you the most. Yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, listen. <laughs> they didn't say what we did wrong, so maybe it was our, like, three-hour episodes. <laughs> I mean, hey. Listen, we can get to talking. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyways, um, so like we mentioned, we're going to watch Amelie later this month uh, as like our uh, companion piece. It's streaming on what? Prime, Hulu, and Hoopla. Um, Hoopla is just something you just need um, your library card. So if you have one of those, 
Uh, definitely see if your library is participating. It's like, it's free y'all. Like you don't have to pay anything. And I think libraries are giving out like digital library cards now since we're mm-hmm. closed. So like, don't sleep on the library, um, support that shit. And yeah. Um, and if also, if you get a like a criterion, uh, channel membership, definitely watch this one. You might be able to free trial that shit. Like we know some people have done before. Yes. <laughs> Just get in there and watch a movie every day. It's honestly is one of my favorite subscriptions. If I had to get rid of all of them and keep one, that would probably be the one that I kept. I feel like I personally have not watched enough. Um, and I'm going to be working on that very soon. I haven't actually been watching that many movies. T- this week has been terrible. So, like, um, but yeah, I mean, I second that. Again, like, no Spawn Con. Like, we're just fans. Yeah, we love movies. Like, for real. For real. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. No. Um, stay inside. I hope you guys, yeah, stay inside. Keep yourself in the house. Try to, like, stay together um do your social distancing practices uh do some yoga with youtubes and stuff i need Just... to do that shit oh my god Woo, child we feel you gotta get limber gotta get you know yeah stay loose and shit i'll be curled up in a ball or whatever mm-hmm. in the fetal position Mm-hmm. Listen, being curled up in a fetal position just puts a lot of strain on your back, you know? You gotta, like, loosen up them shoulders and shit. Mm-hmm. Gotta crack them vertebrae. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk to you guys later, all right? Okay, bye, guys. Bye! <laughs>